Alright, I'm going to start this week's podcast with one word and one word only. Toyota. Green, 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 green. This is about the time all hell breaks loose. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this podcast is called Turn Left. Uh, it's a NASCAR podcast about driving in circles. Just kidding. Well, it's kind of about driving in circles, like I said before. Uh, this podcast, I like to talk anything and everything NASCAR. Uh, I get a lot of my ideas from either listening to talk shows on the radio, uh, going through Twitter feeds, uh, and through friends um, that love NASCAR as much as I uh, seemingly have begun to. So um, this week, you heard the intro to this podcast. I want to talk Toyota. Um, recently, so right now, it is we are approaching the third race of the 2017 playoffs um, in the Monster Energy Cup Series. And going into this, MTJ, Martin Truex Jr., still sits atop the leaderboard. Kyle Busch secured a week and win two. So, looking at that, I see, wow, Toyota, Toyota. So, you know, I I think one of my uh, favorite places to get information, like I said, I I scope a lot of things. One of those is Twitter. And honestly, when you want to understand what's on the mind of the people, Twitter is definitely a great place where, you know, it's raw, it's unfiltered, it's straight from the minds of... um, Minds of fans, minds of owners, minds of drivers. Um, and quite honestly, I really love it. And a friend of mine brought up, you know, let's let's talk about Toyota here for a minute. So I started seeing, like, what are people saying on Twitter about Toyota? I know it's being said on the radio. I, I know kind of the overall commentary that's being said during the races. Uh, Toyota's doing a lot. And so uh, it's interesting um, so this last race, uh, was the Loudon race. It was the second race of the, the playoff series for the Monster Cup series. And it didn't really hit home for me until I, I saw this fact and then I fact checked it with the race data. 299 laps of that race. It was a 300 lap race in case you did not know. 299 laps of that race were led by Toyotas. One lap was led by a Chevy. The 299 laps were race uh, led were led between MTJ and Kyle Busch. That is incredible. So, what are they doing to get out front? What's so different? How does the and and this is something I wish I could get into, but I don't have the mechanical or technical expertise to do so. What is the difference in the downforce package? Um, I think that would be a question that I have. You know, other people on Twitter are saying, oh, we agree with Brad Keselowski and and Dale Jr. who are saying, you know, when they win, they're doing all these burnouts just to hide illegal modifications on their cars, to hide, you know, things that are forcibly making their cars so much faster. But when I think about that feasibly in my mind, I go, we're how many races into the season? 28 at this point? 
We've had how many how many different wins by a Toyota? 10 so far this year. NASCAR brings three cars back to, you know, to tear down and to, you know, inspect them after the races. Yeah, they do their certain post-race inspection, um, but they only take a handful to really go through them point by point. So, in my mind, I see 10, there's been 30 cars, some of them obviously overlap. If there's something that they're doing... How has it not been caught by now? The craziest things have been caught by, by NASCAR post-race inspections. But the, and the internet, don't get me started on the internet, but the internet has caught some of the craziest things that teams have done and pointed it out to NASCAR officials. <clears throat> Chase, what are you doing? So my point is, Maybe I'm naive, but I feel like NASCAR officials would have caught something by now. So that brings me back to technology, mechanics, what's going on? You know, what what is changing in these cars as the races go on? Yada, yada, yada. So I said, has Toyota been this dominant since day one? I don't know. So let's dig into the data, my favorite thing to do. But before I do that, I'm going to preface you with a couple of tweets that I saw. Zach on Twitter wrote, Before everyone bitches about Toyota, it has nothing to do with Toyota. If you were Chevy, you wouldn't say a damn thing. Quit your bitching. And then Kim on Twitter writes, Man, all these whiners only when Toyota wins, but it's silence when Chevy dominates. And Kim's right. Zach is right. When I look at the data, so Toyota came to NASCAR in 2007, right? So from that moment on, we saw, you know, a lot of things. We've seen a lot of things transpire. Dodge was still a part of the game way back then. But there was something that both Kim and Zach on Twitter wrote. That intrigued me. Chevy dominates. I thought, well, Hendrick races Chevy. All right, that makes sense, I guess. But then I started really looking at the numbers. 2007 wins by a Chevy, 26. So 36 wins in a total season. Well, there's 36 races. So obviously you're going to have 36 winners. Obviously some will overlap. But then, okay, so 26 wins by a Chevy in 2007. Seven wins by a Ford and three by a Dodge. Now, not to knock on Dodge, but uh, no offense, Dodge. You've always been at the bottom. And so then we look at 2008 and what happened in 2008. In 2008, Joe Gibbs Racing switched from a Chevy to a Toyota. And we have seen JGR in that camp since then. So looking then, we have 2008. How does the data differ? Chevrolet, 11 wins. Ford, 
10 wins. Or sorry. Ford, 11 wins. Toyota, 10 wins. Dodge, 4. 10 wins. JGR switches to Toyota. And now Toyota, the next year, has 10 wins. That's incredible. 2009, Toyota, 11 wins. 2010, 12. 2011, 6. 2012, 10, uh, 13, 14, 14, 2. 2015 was the best year for Toyota. That 14, just kidding. 2016 was the best year for Toyota at 16 wins. But still, it's it's what Kim on Twitter wrote. Chevy dominate. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers. Chevy, as a manufacturer, over the last 10 years, has always been on top. Except for last year. Up until that point, Chevy's number of wins as a manufacturer in NASCAR in the Cup Series, from 2007 forward, has gone 26, 11, 18, 18, 18, 15, 16, 20 in 2014, 15, down to 12 last year, and we're at 10 this year. Toyota, in 2015, that's when stuff changed. Because in 2016, they had, Toyota had 16 wins, and Chevy only had 12. And Ford had eight that year, which is where they're at this year as well. So we look at this and go, wow, is Chevy just not keeping up with the pack like they need to? Well, maybe. Hendrick Motorsports, that whole camp, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr., Elliot, Kane, are they not leading laps? Are they not winning polls? It can't be. They're getting polls. They're leading laps. They're just not dominating the number of laps led. Now, okay, so I said I collected this data from 2007 forward because 2007 was the first year that Toyota was uh, in the game. And since then, if I look at by manufacturer, I look at some of the names that have the most wins by manufacturer. Chevy, Jimmy Johnson at 60. 60 wins? 6-0 wins? Holy cow, since 2007. Behind him is Harvick, who before he switched to Ford, he was racing Chevys at 25. Uh, Tony Stewart, 19. Jeff Gordon, 18. Dodge, you know, poor Dodge. They were always at the bottom. But Kurt Busch and Brad Keselowski led wins for Dodge with 8 and 9. Ford, Carl Edwards at 19 wins. Keselowski at 14. Logano, 16. Matt Kenseth at 10. Then we look at the numbers for Toyota in the same time. And Kyle Busch has 37 wins in a Toyota. Denny Hamlin has 28 wins in a Toyota. Martin Truex Jr. has 10 wins in a Toyota. Matt Kenseth, 14 wins in a Toyota. 
So look at some of those numbers. And, you know, one other thing comes to mind. Are laps led truly the metric to say Toyota is dominating? Of course. Sorry, I forgot to turn my phone off. Of course, things like wins are obviously going to be dominating numbers. More wins you have, obviously, I guess as a manufacturer, the more successful you're deemed to be. As a driver, the more laps and wins you have collectively, the more successful you seem to be. But there's another metric. A metric that comes to mind when I think about selecting the right driver for fantasy racing. How many spots and positions can the driver move up every week? Are they able to come from the back of the field to win? Are they able to come from the back of the field to finish in the top five, the top ten? You're coming from the back of the field. You're in what, 35 or greater? You're moving up that many spots? That's incredible. So yeah, so when I look at the data, and I look at this year, I'm going back to laps led for a second, and I look at the top 10 drivers with the top 10 amount of laps led, it goes in order of most to least, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, Keselowski, Hamlin, Kenseth, Jones, Blaney, and Logano. Now, MTJ has led over 1,800 laps. That's incredible. Joey Logano, down in the 10th position, has led over 250 laps. Let me read this to you in order of manufacture. Toyota, Toyota, Chevy, Ford, Ford, Toyota, 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 Ford, Ford. That's incredible. Five drivers in the top ten are in Toyotas? Four drivers are in Fords? And now let me for a minute go back to... Let me for a minute go back to what Kim on Twitter said. Chevy dominates. Kyle Larson is the only guy leading laps in the top 10 for Chevy. Hello, Jimmy Johnson, where are you? Hello, Casey Kane, Elliot, where are you? Dale, you had a pole position this year. Where are you? So it's interesting to me. So going back to what I was saying. Are laps led and number of wins the metrics that we need to be looking at to say, yeah, Toyota is dominating across the board? Because when I look at things, like I said, fantasy racing, one of the elements, spots moved, is something that really obviously helps you get fantasy points, but it also shows a driver's skill level and ability. And that's when I look at Kyle Larson. If we put spots moved on the y-axis and number of laps led total, both sums, for the season, 
on that. You know, so you've got on one axis, we've got number of spots moved. On the other axis, we've got number of laps led. Yes, Kyle Busch and MTJ are up there because obviously they have the most amount of laps led. But I look at Kyle Larson, who's way off into the upper right quadrant, showing that he's moved the most amount of spots and he's led some of the most amount of laps. Now that is a dominating driver. And he's driving a Chevy. So, all right, Toyota, yes, they probably have a very good body in the new Camry style. But it's also skill and ability. So the car is enabling the drivers to drive even better. And Kyle Busch and MTJ and Matt Kenseth are incredible drivers. You know, we looked at Matt Kenseth. We looked at, you know, his stats when he was, um, when he was driving a Ford and he had 10 wins. Now he's driving a Toyota, and he has 14 wins. Um, so, for sure, Toyota has something to do with it. But at two, at the end of the day, in my opinion, it, it comes down to a lot of their skill as a driver. Now, when I, I look at finishing, when I look at finishing this year, which, by the way, laps led, MTJ, I said, had over 1,800. Kyle Busch has over 1,600. Kyle Larson is about 700 laps down to Kyle Busch. So there's a cliff, and it's an insane cliff from position 2 to position 3. But when I think about finishing the year, all right, great. What are we, you know, for a manufacturer, the three that we have, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, how is it going to play out? Well, Chevy and Toyota both have 10 wins. We know that Toyota is going to get at least probably four more of those wins as Hamlin, Bush, Kenseth, Jones, and of course MTJ continue to dominate, lead laps, move up in position. Of course. Chevy, we all hope Chase gets his first win. <laughs> It'd be crazy if it was in the playoffs. We hope he gets his first win. Kyle Larson, we know, is bound to win again. He's just got to keep his head down. He, he's driving extremely well. And, yeah, Keselowski and probably Harvick, I hope Pops gets a win, um, they are going to get a win in the Ford camp. So, you know, if I had to guess here, I'd say Toyota's probably going to come out ahead in the number of wins for the year, if not equal to Chevy. But in order for Chevy to keep up the same trajectory that Toyota is on, they need to do a lot of work. And it's not because they drive a Chevy. It's because they're up against guys that are already the outlier in their sport and have a grave amount of skill. So, you know, I think it's a combination for sure. Well, okay, that's all I had for this week. Um... You know, we'll continue to keep our eye on the Toyota camp and and honestly see what the other manufacturers bring for 2018 season. Um, you know, I said it once, I'll say it again. I love watching how uh, Toyota forces 
uh, the other manufacturers to truly race to keep up with them. Um, it keeps it interesting. The restarts are awesome to watch. And the racing for position during the race is great to watch as well. So that's all I have for this week. Um, who the heck knows what we're going to have next week. Uh, maybe dive into Kyle Larson and, you know, how he came into, you know, Chip Ganassi racing and how he's been so dominatory this year um, versus previous years. Maybe we'll look at the times when Toyota has, or Toyota, so I'm still on the Toyota kick, I'm sorry. We'll look at maybe when NASCAR has taken the NASCAR race um, outside of America um, and see how that goes. So that's all I got for now. Uh, Everyone have a great uh, week and uh, we'll uh, talk to you then. Bye. Come on.